0: All right, Chavra. we learn about the rock <laughs> Family by, with bad jokes. By, by nice. Thursday night, my, my, my walls are, are worn down. You know, everything is uh, <laughs> <laughs> running on fumes. So, you know, every, everything tends to come out. All right, Chavra, good evening, good evening. So first of all, especially Yashikach, Steve, who, uh, who are our sponsors tonight? Nechami uh, Feldman, in honor of the birth of his grandson Rafael Shlomo. Rafael Shlomo Mazlov and Nehemiah on the birth of Rafael Shlomo Mazlov. Uh, no, Shlomo, Shlomo Rafael. Shlomo Rafael. Mazlov Mazlov. We should be so grow the Torah to chuppah to meis mitovin. Mazlov. Who else we got? That was it. That was it. Somebody brought a random bundle of scotch. Someone brought a random bottle of scotch. Whoever you are. It's it wasn't like, random for them. He's like our sheer secret Santa. It's incredible. <laughs> L'habdil, L'habdil, L'habdil. All right, good. All right. Good. Okay. Jose, let's... Uh, <laughs> There's, the <night. laughs> There's the night. There's the night. There's the night. All right. Well, let's uh, let's begin. So we are continuing in the Hashem mm-hmm. in the Piyosh so so remember, again, we, we're, we're, it's incredible. I, I think I say this every every time we begin this year, how although we've been doing this now already for a couple of months, Baruch Hashem, it's incredible how we're still pursuing the same basic goal which is how to achieve this level of Machshavah How do I get to this level of clarity of thought? And kind of, if we expand it out a little bit, how do I get to this level <laughs> where I have the ability to be a son to HaKadosh Baruch Hu and not a servant? Remember again, as the Piyaz said, both wow. a servant and a son both serve the king. What's the difference? What's the difference? Excellent. The son, right, the servant, serves from a distance the son serves right in front of his father, right in front of the king. So the Piaget says, too often in life, we just simply, we, we, we're okay. We, we just simply, we, we resign ourselves to being avadin, to being servants of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, When in fact, if we push ourselves a little bit harder, we could try to achieve the level of becoming a ben, becoming a son to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So I will say, so if you remember again, if you remember again, so we began last week, Actually, towards the end of this year, we began Os Zain, which is on page 18. So remember again, we're, we're, we're going to pick up on the bottom of page 18 on your handouts today. So if you remember again, in, this, in the beginning of Os Zain, the Piaget was talking about the idea that in this pursuit of Machshava this pursuit of clarity of thought, of what we call mindfulness, the use of the imagination for spiritual matters, not simply physical ones, the Piaget yeah. cautioned us that... One shouldn't try to reach too far ahead. Remember again, about say we spoke about the mushel of Ruchni as being a ladder, the dream of Yaakov Avinu, and how by that's not an accident that, that Yaakov Avinu dreams about spirituality as a ladder and not as a ramp or not even as a staircase. Because a staircase, you could take a couple of stairs at a time, but a ladder, really, no one takes more than one rung at a time out of fear of falling. And that's what spirituality is as well one step at a time. So the Piaget said, you know, we're talking about very beautiful and lofty things. But it's important to understand that in the pursuit of spiritual loftiness, that we also go ahead and take measured steps forward. I, both say, you know, I think everyone encounters this in different ways. You know, sometimes people who are bali encounter this. Where a person becomes a bali tshuva, we should all be bali tshuva. But the way we colloquially use the word bali A person becomes a bali tshuva, they taste a little bit of Yiddishkeit. It's incredible. Then What happens? What happens? Go wild, go wild, and then one day, what happens? Baal Shuvah turns around and says, "Uh oh, like what, what? did I? What did I do over here? Not that I don't love God, I love a kashua, but like I took on all of this stuff. I, I, I jumped like headfirst in, the and I'm sorry, the rubber band, and then rubber band back, the rubber, the rubber band for one time, right, the rubber band. So you see, you see a <coughs> lot of implications like this. How many? But the truth is, so even as a Baal tshuva, we're all Baal tshuva. You know what we'll I say? I often find you know when this happens a lot, chodesh eloh right what happens when Elo comes around and as Elo comes around right it's incredible what's my mindset that first blast of the chauffeur okay I'm going to cram one year of work into one month right I, I was asleep at the wheel for the last 11 months 12th month year by the way that is the power of Elo you can go ahead and uplift an entire year but it often happens so the first day I'm, I'm going I'm going and then the truth is by like Gimel Elo <laughs> I'm suffering already again Elo burnout very common very common Diagnosis Alloberna Is too much Too fast Too intense Too intense so say It sounds counterintuitive Because You would think If somebody would ask you Should I take on Too much Yiddish kai? Of course take, take on too much And then take on more Past that as well The says It's not true The, the, the Piaget says It's not true a person has to take A measured approach Even to spiritual growth So therefore The Piaget said Even in this idea Over here Let's not start With the goal of constantly having Machshav constantly constantly having this purity of thought, this mindfulness, this elated level, let's try to achieve it once. Let's try to achieve it once. Because the truth is what the PHS is really driving at is if you could achieve it once, what does that show? What does that show? That you could do it. Once I know that I could do it, like in anything else in life, all I need to do in order to be successful is to be successful once. Because once I know the success is achievable, then I have the ability to replicate it. So, we'll see, so if you remember again, he was speaking about his discussion with an avre, with a young man. And you remember again what the young man told him? The young man told him, I'm trying so hard for this machshava tova. If only what? You remember from last week? If, or two weeks? When did we have shir? Did she last week? Yeah. If only what? If only what? What did he want? You remember? A little chazara? A picture. He says, I just want to imagine a visual image of God a kiseh ha right? Maybe a kodesh paruchu, like as an old man with a long flowing beard, something, something just to give me, like a focal point, something just to give me like a point of connection that I could wrap my head around. So this Avrei was complaining to the Piyaz but I know that that's Aser. I know that ultimately again, the Rambam rings down in the Yud Gimel in the Yud in Gimel the in the and the Yod gimel ikari emuna. One of the one of them is that abam says that the Rabbam Shalom He has no physicality to him. So how could I imagine a Kaddish Baruch with a body? Kaddish Baruch doesn't have a body. How could I imagine the throne of a Kaddish as has a physical throne when Hashem doesn't have a physical throne? So I will say. So let's pick, so the and the piyeshets. Remember again, said this possibly was the hate of the sin of the golden calf. So let's pick up page nineteen. Page nineteen. So look at the piyeshets of the It's incredible. He says as follows. The Chayvan she yisot chevrasinu hu the Ligzar stam ala ish ase kach ve kach kilo lo yishma o shiras atzmodim aris. What's say page nineteen? We'll say this is absolutely incredible, and this is why four, uh, five line four lines down on page nineteen. So the Piaget says well, it's actually two lines in. We'll start she say? So remember again. What's the whole point of the safer? And it's a point every once in a while to reorient ourselves. The whole point of the safer is actually not what we're doing now, right The point of the safer is not to learn the safer. What's the point of the safer? The point of the safer is to organize small chaburus of people who learn together and grow together. The safer is not an ends. The safer is the playbook by which you go ahead and structure your small growth groups, we'll call it, <laughs> small mindfulness groups. So the pitna says. In these groups it 's important to understand something fundamental was this is incredible. Not everything works the same way for everyone what, what what like a dramatic idea right crazy right crazy Not everybody learns the same way. There are multiple intelligences. not everybody relates to a Baruch Hu in the same way. I was say you understand. This was the Godless of the Baal Shem Tov HaKadosh. See, before the Baal Shem Tov, before the Baal Shem Tov, so the truth is it was assumed that there was one avenue of connection to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and that was Torah. Specifically, Talmud Torah, which is beautiful if you have the ability to learn. And if you have the head to be able to learn. What happens if I don't? What happens if I don't? So often a Jew was left out in the cold. The Baal Shem Tov HaKadosh came along and said, it's not true. There are many pathways to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Many different pathways. And amongst those pathways also is, again, a person could eat L'Shem Shemaim. person could make a L'chaim L'Shem Shemaim. person could daven, could stay till L'Shem So the Piaget says, it's very important that as we form these Chaburas, we recognize that not everything works the same for all people. Not everything works the same for all people. So look what he writes. Here. He says, The in spiritual growth, you can't say to someone, okay, just do this and this. So what does it mean you just can't say to someone, do this? And this is so terrible, say. You know, if a person if a person wants to grow, a person wants to grow, she so say, so think about this just a moment, right? I wake up on the right side of the bed, and I decide, you know what? Today is a day of growth. So often what happens? What do I do? Today is a day of growth. What am I going to do? What am I going to do? No, I ask you, what are you going to do? You wake up tomorrow morning, Baruch Hashem, you feel good, you feel rested, you're ready to go. Today is my day of spiritual growth. What are you doing? No idea. Make a plan. So, excellent. Except, that's usually the last thing that people do. Right? That's the correct answer. That's the correct answer. I <laughs> will say, but I'm sorry? If at all. If at all. In other words, more often than not, what ends up occurring, what ends up really occurring, is that we like jump into things. Uh, I'll say more, I'll do more, I'll do, which is all beautiful. The problem is the Piaget that says true spiritual growth requires a real plan, a real plan. So he says he can't just tell a person do this, do this, don't do this. He says because what will happen? Because <laughs> I'll say what could happen if it's just one size fits all, right? One size fits all for spirituality. One size fits all. This is what works. Do this. Then either number one, people won't listen. Or number two, they will listen, and it's the wrong fit. And it's the wrong fit. And I will say, you know what happens when you wear something that's the wrong fit? Right? Anyone, you ever, you ever wear a pair of shoes it's that didn't fit you? Right? It's more than uncomfortable. It gives you blisters, this, that. If you wear, and Ruchnius is the same way. Ruchnius has to be a fit. It has to be a fit. So we'll say, if a person goes home tonight and they say, you know what, I'm so inspired by, by the by the Yetzna, by I'm making a Seder a Chavrusa in Kabbalah don't do it. Right? Don't do it. Right? Don't do it. Not because you're not capable of understanding. It, right? You could go, I'm sure you could Google it and you could find a wonderful... It's because it's not the right fit. It's not where I'm holding. It's not where I'm holding. That, that, that's not where I need to be in life. There are so many other things that need to get done. So the Piaget says, so it's so important in the realm of spiritual growth to have almost like a custom-tailored fit, a custom-tailored plan. To Which are both saying. It's such an incredible idea. I, 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 let's just reflect on this for just a moment. Let's say, how many of us, how many of us have an actual tailored plan for spiritual growth? A tailored plan, right? The person's in business, a person's in business, often I would assume a person in business, this person who wants to be successful in business, has a growth plan. But you gotta have a growth plan. I can't imagine you could be successful in business just living by the seat of your pants. You know, I'm show up in the office. All right, let's see. Let's see what emails are gonna come in. What calls are gonna come in. No plan. No vision. I'm just gonna take. I don't, I, I don't know. I'm not a businessman, but I would assume that such a model doesn't work. A person wants to be successful in a business, they have to have vision. That's the plan. It doesn't mean it can't alter. Yet I will say, how incredible is it that Rukhniya spirituality, which is the most important part of who and what we are, yet so too often we just simply live by the seat of our pants. There's no plan. There's no plan. And what happens in general with anything that you don't have a plan? That you don't, what happens? What happens? Nothing happens. So that I'm, it's so incredible. So the Piaget's saying over here, there has to be a plan in spiritual growth and it has to be a custom-tailored plan. He says, But say At the end of the day, everyone, everyone wants to have purity of heart. I wants to be a ben Aliyah. I'll we'll say these are, these are incredible statements. All right? I want I want taras, aleif, I want purity of the heart and I want to be a person who desires who desires growth. Rach hamla is min incredible? What's the problem? Everybody wants to be a ben Machshava. Everybody wants to be a ben Aliyah. What's the problem? It's difficult to extricate myself from the shmutz. From the Schmutz. And I say, without a comprehensive plan, I can't really elevate myself from anything. The I'm saying, isn't this, you know, you read this and you say to yourself, at least I say to myself, you know what, he's right. Like, I don't have a plan. I don't have a plan. Like, I'll even think about, like, I, okay, I, I know what I'm going to do in my day, right? Tomorrow, I'm going to learn the daf, I'm going to learn the silas yisharim, Prepare smich aschaber. Miratz Hashem news starting Monday night. Miratz Hashem b'shah tov mitzlahos. Right, I'm, I'm gonna. Like, what's the plan? What's the plan? Right? How I know where I am? Do I know even where I want to get to? Like, do I have a vision of what the destination is? Jerry God. No, I'm just thinking that you need a, a goal to make a plan. Correct. You need a goal. So right. So in other words, do I even know where I want to get to? Right? What, does, what does the finish line? The truth is, finish line is not really an accurate statement because there's only one finish line, which is after 120, that's the cover, that's the finish line. But I'm saying, but besides that, besides that, right? Maybe not order the finish line, but like, what are the different stages in the race? Right? What are the different stages? Where do I want to get to next? In, in my ruchmius, my Nios, where do I want to get to? Where do I want to get to? Now that I know where I want to get to, how do I get there? So the Piagetzna says, everyone wants to be, ta'arileh, I want purity of heart. I want to be a Ben Ali, I want to be the kind of person who consistently wants to grow. But for some reason I never get traction. I never get traction. See, he says, why don't we get traction? Because I can't lift myself out of the Shmutz. The boss say, why can't I lift myself out of the Shmutz? It's very simple, it's very simple. Why can't I lift myself out of the Shmutz? There's no plan. There's no plan. I will say it's no different that if your car gets stuck in the mud, right? So again, you could and right, and the tires are spinning, so you could continue to push on the gas, right? And the same result, or you can make a plan on how to get the car out of the mud. But without a plan, the wheels are just going to keep turning. The same thing is in life, right? You can keep doing, you can keep right, you can keep acting, but let me if there's no plan, if there's no plan, I can't extricate myself from where I currently am. So the pejdesta goes on. Therefore, he says. They both say, this is so beautiful. Do you know what the entire purpose is? Because they will say, it's important. I know that we thought originally we were going to finish this safer in like a day and a half, right? But, but, <laughs> but, but, and then our goal was to break out into our smaller Chaburas. And they both say, we're, not, we're still going to do that. It's a little bit delayed. We're still going to do that. But what's the point of this Chabura? And right now, we're one big Chabura. What's the point, they both say? Look at what the Piagetsna says. The whole point of the chabura is to lower the shoulder to the lowest point of the lowest member of the chabura and help him get out of there. Sirabose, isn't this incredible? One would think that when you have a peer group that is dedicated to growth, right? You start right. You, you appeal to the highest common denominator, right? With the, right. The group starts here. I am here. Lift yourself up. Says the Piagets, no That's not how these groups work. The way our groups work is. We figure out where the lowest person is. Okay, lowest person, stand up. I'm just kidding, right? We figure out where the lowest I'm not looking at, it, right? right? We figure right we, we figure out where the lowest person is, Rabbo say, and then what? And then what? We all bend our shoulder to lift that person up. say that's the power of this khabura. That's what say, by the way, whoever heard of such a thing like this? Whoever heard of such a thing like this, you see about say this is what Chasidus is. Because unfortunately, what Hasidus often tried to address was a sense of spiritual elitism, which is what happens when Judaism is only about Torah. Torah, if you have, again, Kamu Torah, if you have intellectual mental faculties, that's fantastic. So it, but the problem was, what the Baal Shem Tov says, was creating a certain sense of elitism. Hey, so what about everyone else who's not holding? So the Piaget says, that's not what a chabura is. That's what. That's not what a Bnei Aliyah Chabura... Bnei Aliyah says we're a group and we're all dedicated to going and learning and growing together. But in order to do that, we all have to be able to grow, which means we have to make sure that everyone is poised for growth. How do you ensure that everyone is poised for growth? We start at the lowest common denominator, not at the highest one. We all bend our shoulders in order to support the one who is struggling, in order to lift them up so that they have the ability to succeed as well. Now, both say such an incredibly novel and dramatic way of looking at spiritual growth. We often think that growth starts here. And if you're part of a Chabura, the goal of the Chabura is to lift you up, to push you forward, no. What it means to be part of a Chabura is that we all have a vested interest in each other's spiritual success. But in order for me to be successful, I need the rest of the Chabura to understand my struggles, to understand where I'm holding, and then I need the collective power and prowess of the Chabura to bend its shoulder and to help lift me up. I've always said that's where growth comes from. Growth does not come from being a spiritual elitist. Growth does not come from going ahead and just aiming high. Growth comes from helping other people become the best version of themselves as well. And sometimes, you know what that requires? Sometimes it requires a yurita. Sometimes it requires you to take a step down in order for someone else to be able to take a step up. Sometimes when someone's stuck in the mud, you have to be willing to get your clothes a little bit dirty to help them get out. Nechemi, please. So, That's a related sort of story that I have. first grade Revy, and they had a lot, many qualified candidates, and decided who to, who, to, who, to, who to hire. So they went to a certain Gaudel to decide, and the Gaudel says, here's, here's how you're going to decide. So you bring the Rebbe into the classroom, the prospective Rebbe, and he asked him to shake each boy's hand. If Rebbe stands upright, shake boy's hand, he's out. If Rebbe bends down a little bit, and sits there, he's a possibility. You know when you have your canon, when the Rebbe stoops down to the, to the smallest child, mm. to his level, he says, that's your man. Beautiful, beautiful. By the way, it's a Gemara. The Gemara says, it's actually a beautiful Gemara. The Gemara says, If your wife is short, bend down and speak to her. And it's not just the Din in marriage, it's beautiful, beautiful. It's a Din of Adam Mechaviro. You say what I The mistake we make in life is often we want people to meet us where we are, right? I'm on this Ramah, so I'm not getting myself dirty with anyone else. Come and meet me up here. The job of a Yid is you're tall, someone else is short, bend down. Bend down and meet the other person where they are. Navosai, it's so incredible because this whole time and the Piagesta kind of springs this, you know, on us a good twenty pages into the sefer. But like this whole time, I'm thinking the whole point of this chabura is like everybody's going to spur each other to growth. We're all going to lift each other up. That's what ends up happening. But the first step before we lift each other up higher and higher is to figure out who's struggling. And how do we help that person raise, raise himself out of the schmutz? How do we get on? Let's say such an incredible yesod, a beautiful, again, you see it with children, you see it in a marriage, you see it with friendships, and the Piagesna saying, you see within things so The job of a yid is not to live in an ivory tower, and the job of a yid is not to expect other people to meet you where you are. The job of a yid is you see someone who's short, so to speak, you see someone who's struggling, who's down, who's low. You meet them where they are. Incredible. So the Piagetzna goes on. He says, Lachain, <laughs> takana eich So the Piagetsna says, so now, let, let, let's get back to our regularly scheduled program over here, right? So remember again, what's our problem? I, I, I'm trying to wrap my head around this thing called Machshev Clarity, clarity of thought, mindfulness, to, to, to use my imagination to not just connect with the physical world, which is the default use of the imagination, right? Default use of imagination is the physical world because that's what we know. So now, what I want to do is, I want to, un- I want to untether my imagination from the physical world and use that power of the Im- the power of imagination, for spirituality as well. So. Well, how do how do I do it? Like, what do I do? Because again, this average. remember again, the young man who was seeking to be a no. He said, I'm ready to do it, but just all I need to do is imagine a physical image of God. Some physical image. But imagining a physical image of God is also, so I, I will say, watch this. It says, therefore, a person in this matzov, I'll say, what's this matzov? This matzov is our matzov. Right? This situation is our situation. Meaning, I have an imagination. My imagination is fundamentally and inextricably linked and tethered to the material-physical world. All I could imagine are things that are material-physical and things that I, that I could wrap my head around. And now I want to use my imagination for my ruchnius. How do I do it? Look what he writes. He says, He says, <laughs> There be says you could rely on the ravid. Oh, what a relief! Good. What, what does the ravid say? He says, "Listen to this." Supposed to listen to this. So the Rambam, the Rambam brings down. So the Rambam writes over here, Hilchos so Tshuva, Perek, Gimel, Haloha, Zayim. listen to this. The Rambam writes as follows. The Rambam says, There are five people. Now, that are considered to be a Min. Some will say, we translate like Min, Apikores, all in the same way. Right, so 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 five people are called heretics. So how Omer sheein sheein sham elokah v'ein la right? That there's no God, no God. Homer she managaval him shtam So we'll say first step of a man, someone who doesn't believe in a God. Second step, there is a God, but He's polytheistic. There's more than one God. More than one God. The Ramam says the third level of heretic is that there's only one God, but God has a physical form. Or God has an image, right? Literally, again, aval Either again, he has a physical body, or bal or has an image. The Rambam says such a person is called the heretic. The Rabbosai comes along the Ravid, and the Ravid says, "Listen to the quote." Amar Avram, Why does the Rambam call a person who imagines Hakadosh Baruch Hu with an image, with an image, to be a heretic? The Kama Gedolim told him, "Menu, halochu b'zuah machshava lefi mashek ra'u b'mikroos fiyoshem ashero b'divrei haagados hamishubashos So the I, I don't understand. The Torah itself is filled with anthropomorphism. The Torah itself ascribes physical qualities to our Kaddish Baruch Hu. The Medrash itself says that our Kaddish Baruch Hu appeared to Klal Yisrael on Yamsuf. Like a valiant warrior. And he appeared to Khaliswad Har Sinai like a wizened old sage. And there are took us out of Piyad Chazaka. what happens when you read the words Yad chazokah"? What happens in your mind? What happens in your mind? Right, what do you see? What do you see? Yad Chazaka. What else am I supposed to see? If I'm not supposed to see that, then why do you use that word? Just don't see it. Just say, Hashem took us out of Egypt. Mm. So the writer says, Rambam, calm down. <laughs> calm down. You know, you're calling people heretics, right? First of all, there's nothing more fun than calling another Jew a heretic, right? Let's be honest, right? The the and this, right? So again, right? And the straddim, the Svardim also are very, you know, they're able to do it like so much more gusto, right? Ashkenazi, yeah, you yeah, like Hey, so, so, so the, the rabbi says to Reimbaum, calm down, calm down. What, what, are, you, what are you calling you an apikaris for? So what say, so look what the Piazetsna says. The piagetzner writes, he says, so, so now, listen to this, listen to this Thera, this contradiction between the Rambam and the Ravid, right? So I've got the Rambam saying that so believing that Hashem is has some type of physical image is in and of itself a form of heresy. The raivat says, I don't stay away getting all worked up. In other words, the Torah itself uses anthropomorphic re- representation. The Neviyim use anthropomorphic representation. So why I, get, so i look say, look what the, look what the, look what the, look what the Piaget's narrates. Uh, The truth is, it's difficult. It's difficult to really understand the ravid. why is it difficult to understand the ravid? Because the ravid seems to go against the second of the ten commandments, where the Torah tells us that ultimately, again, we're not supposed to worship any other gods, and we're not supposed to have any images of Akhav Shparachu. So the ravid is really hard to understand. The Torah tells us. Torah tells us that Hashem tells Chalal when I gave you the Torah and the Shechina descended upon Har Sinai, you saw no image, and that was by design. You saw no image. So therefore, the Piyushet says the Ravid can't be saying. That a person could actually believe that a, that God has a physical form? Of course not. Of course not. So what is the Ravid saying? a person knows. Everyone knows that Hashem has no physical form, and everyone knows that Hashem has no actual image. And I will say, listen to what's happening over here. You see, says the Rambam, says the Rambam, it's Aser to even imagine God with physical traits. It's Aser. It's Aser. And doing so in and of itself is heresy. The Piazhetzna says, I don't understand what you're getting all bent out of shape about. There's plenty of anthropomorphic representations of the Hu. So they case the Mishnah, Everybody jumps on the raiva. What are you talking about? You're not allowed to believe in a physical image of God. So the you says, You're right. The Raiffe is not telling you to believe in a physical image of God. What is the Raiffe telling you? What does the raiva tell you, says the Piagetsna? That if it helps you in your relationship with Hashem, <coughs> to be able to imagine something physical that your mind could wrap itself around, that's motor. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, um, uh, that in 1967, the, the Rob lost his wife. And, uh, and another family member, and he writes about it. And he says that it, it was a very hard period, very close to his wife. And he would feel sometimes the hand of God on his shoulder. Now that's a lead fire, who would, same. so. Everybody has a little bit of that, right? Right. Now again, the, the Rav was saying that, of course, in a poetic fashion. He wasn't yeah. saying it, you right. know, a little, literal. yeah. right? The Yad right. But again, so this is, it's all the same idea. All the same idea. So the P-H- so, therefore, again, the P-H-Netson has something amazing. The Piyushetzni explains that what the Rav is saying over here is not that one could believe that Hashem has a physical image or or or, or, or any anything physical but rather if it helps you in your connection to Akkadish Parahu to be able to envision something that your mind can wrap itself around, then that is motor. Then that is motor. So obviously, the goal is, according to the Ravid, to use the physical image as a stepping stone, right? Remember again, the goal in our sense of connection, our machshavat using our imagination, we're going to see that spiritual imagination shouldn't require anything physical in order to work. But sometimes as a stepping stone to reaching this, this level of machshavat I need a little bit of physical assistance. I need something. I need something to help me along. So, so, listen to this. He says, "He says, therefore, according to the Ravid, the Piagets writes, a person could imagine for themselves at the time of davening. So, we'll say, so says the Piaget's, essentially, what the Piagets is saying. So, here is the fundamental of It's the Rambam in the Ravid. The Rambam says any imagination of Hakadosh Baruch with any physical aspects by definition is usir." The Ravid says, says, if imagining God with some level of physicality helps you in building relationship, that's fine. As long as what? As long as you know with absolute certainty and clarity that of course Hashem has no physical representation. But if it helps you, if it helps you, you can use it. Essentially, you're about to say, you know what the B'Ajatsna says? Ideally, it's Kedai paskin like the Rambam. But if you need to rely on the Ravid in order to help you in your spiritual journey, Go for it. Go for it. He says, this is incredible, he says, If a person when he's davening could imagine for himself the following, He's standing before Hashem, Before the throne of Hashem, what? You're standing before a physical Kisya covered? You're standing before a God who's who's a physical image? Craziness! The Gam Atto, Khaver, Hachavraya Vishas Hadrak, Seer Lachosha Atto Ome Lifne Kise Kivodo, The Atom Spala Umavakish Mimenu Yisbarach Poshet, Keben Sheboche Umishanin Me Ovri Rachin No Alay Avi. So says the Piaget's in the back to this Avrich. If you can't connect, and the only way you could establish connection is by summoning up a physical image, like the Revit, go for it. Go for it. And if it helps you to envision the Kisiyah cover of Hashem, whatever that throne looks like, and it yeah. even helps you to imagine a physical image of Hashem, whatever He looks like in your mind, as long as you know with theological certainty that of course he does not have a physical form, but this is just the conduit. This this is this is the stepping stone to help you to facilitate, to enable connection. The Piaget says, <laughs> you Krillan Dravit. Krila Indrivit. Kivar e F shali Sabu and a person stands before Hashem and he cries out before Hashem like a son calls, cries out before his father, and he says, <laughs> I can't take being shackled by the physical limitations of life anymore. I can't take the fact that my entire life is governed by the physical, governed by my wants, by my urges, and I'm always ignoring my spirituality. Omina es asher page twenty. Omina es asher shlach tani mimcha vistar ta panecha meitanu magor misaviv umi hu aish af believe even shlo yimas b'shesh mitzray b'machshavtu as hadmus hazos. So I will say it's absolutely incredible. Says the piagetzer. Can you imagine? Imagine for a moment that the next time I dive into Hashem for something, I literally view myself as a son in front of my father. I am throwing myself, I am throwing myself on my father, and I am begging him for whatever it is that I need. And I have him, because I to say, all of us have a frame of reference with the son and the father. And imagine for a moment that's the image you conjure up. Says the Piagetzner, who amongst us would not be profoundly moved? By being able to daven with such an image in mind. So I this is incredibly important. So what the piagetzna taught us in this paragraph, I will say, is really two things. Number one, the goal of the Chabura is not to appeal to the highest common denominator. The goal of the Chabura is to identify the individual who's holding at the lowest point and for all of us to bend our shoulders in order to be able to lift that (coughs) person back up. Along those same lines, the Piagetzna says, sometimes in the pursuit of machshava tova, of becoming a ben aliyah, of becoming a ben to Hashem, you have to take a little bit of a circuitous route of imperfection. Here this entire time, last couple of shows we were speaking about the idea of the need to untangle our imagination from physicality, right? Whenever I imagine something, people say, what do I always imagine? I imagine something physical. You ask me to use my imagination for ruchlingas? Yes, I can't. I can't. My imagination is tethered to the physicality. So the Piaget says, you know what? So use it. Use it. And if as a first step in connection to Hashem, it's helpful for a person to imagine that Kodesh Baruch who as a physical being, it's helpful to imagine the Kisiyah Kavad as a physical thing. As long as you know with theological certainty that this is imagination. It's not true. It's not true. But it's an imaginatory step that allows me to go ahead and connect to HaKadosh Baruch Says the <laughs> Pihazesans, that's the sheet of the raivid. Not the am the sheet of the raivid. If that's what you need to rely on to get things going, go for it. I will say there's a, there's a bigger message that comes out of this as well, which is that sometimes the spiritual accomplishment only comes when you stop being a purist. So i say sometimes in matters of spirituality, we, we become purists. I hear this all the time. You know, I, I do a lot of arm twisting for things. Right? So, and, and let's say, whether it's that way, we just started Dafyon Mesechas Nadarim today, starting in Uzmana Smichas Chaber. So whenever I speak to someone about it, nine out of ten times when a person resists it's always the same answer I can't commit I can't commit I will say there's two things fundamentally wrong in the statement I can't commit number one I mentioned this last night no one could commit to anything Right? no one could commit to anything you can't make it's a it's delusional to think that you can make long term commitments to anything to anything just like I can't promise my family how long I'm going to be around I have no idea I can't commit to what's I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow so, so, I, I, so in general in life you can never make a long term commitment as well as the other piece is it presupposes that in order to accomplish something in life you have to have complete commitment who says who says why can't, I, why, why, why can't I just say, all right, I'm in, uh, I'm in, I'm in. What's going to be next week, two weeks? I have no idea, I have no idea. So we'll say, it's this thing, we don't realize that, I think it's subconscious, <clears throat> but we like superimpose this, this purest attitude towards spirituality. If I could do it perfectly, then I'll do it. If I can't do it perfectly, it's not worth doing. let's we'll say, new slash, none of us could do anything perfectly. So if I'm only going to take on things that I can do with absolute pure perfection, I end up doing absolutely nothing. So look what the Piaget's saying over here. This whole time, what is the Piaget's saying? What's our goal? Our goal is to disentangle the imagination from the physical. And says the Piagetsna, no, what's the first step to do that? What's the first step to do this? This is so ironic and counterintuitive. What is the first step of disentangling the imagination from the physical? Imagine something physical. Well, well yeah, yeah, just, you got to start imagining God. I have to, I, when, when I daven, when I daven, I have to start seeing something in front of me, besides the clock, right? I, 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 I have to just start seeing something. I just, I, I, I have to see who am I davening to? What's the experience? Obviously, my goal is to be able to imagine something that is fully spiritual, not physical. But says the Piaget, How are you going to get there? How are you going to get there? So the first step is utilizing imagination. I bet I can only use my imagination with something physical right now at the point where I'm holding. Piaget says, go for it. Go for it. Do not be a purist when it comes to spirituality. Do not be be a purist. Because if you are, you'll accomplish absolutely nothing. Rather, sometimes recognize that in order to move yourself forward, sometimes you even have to do things in a very biddieevet fashion. Maybe we'll say we'll begin on just two lines. Then we'll stop for tonight. do that? I'm sorry. Can I mean, look, if it's good enough for the Piagets, though. No, it's good enough for us, right? Absolutely. I think I think what the piajets is saying is, yeah, this is a, again. I want to be I want to be explicitly clear with the caveat. The caveat is a person has to be theologically explicitly clear Hashem has no visage no image Hashem has no body Hashem has no physical corporeal being this is because obviously again th- once you get into that then you really get into apicursus so as long as a person is theologically explicitly clear then the ability to go ahead and use imagination to accomplish other things ultimately would be permitted alright so we'll say so take a look I'll just read this line that we're gonna stop here for tonight because I, I think it's a good teaser. The Piagest tonight is in Oshas. lanu. There are two things that we really need and two things that we're missing. In other words, or to say it differently, the two things in life sometimes that we need most are the two things that we're missing most as well. What are the two things? Hisrachvos, say, So literally again it means mindfulness and clarity of thought. Person has to have mindfulness and clarity of thought. That's that's one thing. his odorus and awakening and inspiration, awakening and inspiration. say we'll, we'll call it we'll call it for our purposes right now. We'll condense it to a person needs in life two things: number one, clarity of thought, and number two, inspiration. And we'll say, what are the two things that are most often missing and deficient in life? Clarity of thought and inspiration. <laughs> so right, the two things that I need most to be successful, ultimately are the two things I'm missing. So the Piaget, the rights, okay, so you we'll know, we're, we're going to stop over here for tonight. Stop over here for tonight. And we'll pick up with this. You we'll know, say, just next week, next week, so we don't have a regular Shia, next week we have the great Zichos, Tav Yosef Carduner, Who's coming uh, and joining us? The the officially, it is our senior for Maseches Ksuvos. But I also want to point out that this month's is the yard site of the Piagetna. This month of Shabbos, so we're also going to use next Thursday night, Ameirat Hashem, as a hilula, as a way to, to, to commemorate the the yard site. So it's going to have the piyazetsna as well. So it's going to be the same as Silvus, and and a celebration of the of the yard site, commemoration of the yard site. And Hakaras HaTov to the piyazetsna. I'll say that is next Thursday night. I posted it on the chat. I'll repost as well. So maybe you have to make a reservation. Emirates HaShem it's going to be a beautiful beautiful suuda first, and then Ameirat Hashem. There's a komzitz afterwards. You can come to both. You can come to one. I will say, but it'll be so we won't get to learn. We won't get to learn. my name named Shabbatovim Emir Hashem next week, but but Meretz Hashem will get to celebrate the piagetz not together. We'll get to celebrate a short life, a life that was so impactful, so meaningful, so moving. will say anyone can come even if they didn't. Yes, yes. Again, thank you for that. As I will say, as much as it's a siyum on Maseches the only ticket for entry is Jewish. You have to be Jewish? The truth is or a big sponsor. If you're a big sponsor, even if you're not Jewish, that's okay, I'll so we'll thank you. Everybody's about imagination or something that